Today's Flying Talkers is brought to you by Kali Logistics. When it comes to keeping things moving, it's Kali, by golly. The global air cargo industry is a sunrise sector. You don't believe that, look out at the ramp. There are thousands of airplanes carrying nothing but air cargo these days where in past years it was in the belly or maybe it wasn't there at all. The volume of air cargo being moved is ever increasing and airports are finding it difficult to keep pace with expansion in terms of infrastructure, workforce, and level of automation. An end-to-end web-based air freight software or an air cargo management system can assist cargo terminal operators to address these issues. At Kali Logistics Solutions, we understand these issues well and constantly strive to provide solutions that can address these problems, promising improvement and efficiency of the operation as well as increasing bottom line results. Kali Logistics Solutions suite of air freight software solutions to address the challenges of air cargo stakeholders have stemmed from working alongside leading airports, including Atlanta, Hartsfield, Jackson International Airport, and other locations around the world, gaining in-depth understanding of the challenges and opportunities that define the air cargo domain. Kali's flagship air cargo management system provides state-of-the-art technology for modernization and streamlining of air cargo operations that could assist all stakeholders in overcoming the challenges. It's Kali, by golly. Hi, this is Jeffrey Arendt, and welcome to today's Flying Talkers. Not going to let this one go by. In France, mid-November, celebrated the first bottles of Beaujolais Nouveau, the young, exuberant, fruity wine, were uncorked just after midnight, by tradition, always on the third Thursday in November, this year on the 17th. It's another year and another vintage, a celebration the world over that blends an easy-to-drink, no-fuss wine with a powerful, grand tradition. And in our hearts, it's a time to live again, and we can use the break. The Beaujolais touchstone that maybe we didn't recall for the past couple of years came around and hung out for a couple of days and was very, very welcome especially Thanksgiving time here in America. Thoughts drift to the divine brasseries of Paris, like Opie de Cochon, or the pig's feet in English, the all-night Parisian brasseries that opened in 1947 has become a well-known spot to celebrate the ritualistic annual uncorking of the Beaujolais Nouveau at midnight. The bell rang announcing this year's unique vintage to an eager clientele. It's a superb moment because the arrival of the Beaujolais Nouveau is a time of conviviality and sharing wine is a feeling of sharing life and pleasure. 
now, once again, we can stick our toe back in the water of life post-COVID. So what are the reviews of the wine? We hear France's Beaujolais region experienced an outstanding vintage, the 2022 Nouveau, unveiled last Thursday, is great. Now, I should say two weeks ago Thursday, but whatever, it's only going to get better. Even the critics were impressed. Wine Spectator, they did a blind tasting and they showed the wine to be especially fruity and fresh and aromatic with great density, which is really kind of strange because typical, uh, these wines are light bodied reds. Once upon a time, as fateful as United Cargo carrying the Academy Awards and making a big deal out of it every year, and they still do, by the way, which is kind of a refreshing touchstone as well. And they take pictures of the movements and everything, and Lufthansa Cargo carried the Beaujolais, and Air France, KLM, carried... Well, actually, Air France, KLM, Martin Air Cargo they'd make a big deal out of the Beaujolais. Maybe they did again this year. I just didn't see it. I was surprised. Kind of look forward to those things at this point in our lives. Today, alas, just when we could all use a lift, the new wine comes around and it goes without much mention by the airlines. It's kind of a strange situation going on with the airlines when you think about it. It was a nice show for the uh, Tiaka group down in, in Miami Beach earlier this month. But it wasn't because of the airlines that were there. It was because of all the people that were there that weren't airlines. Uh, the airlines were missed. Weren't, weren't a lot of airlines at that show. Most of the time you go to these trade shows and it's the airlines. Well, they're not really making very much out of it. and. They're maybe carrying the Beaujolais, but they're not making very much out of that. Let's hope the airlines get back to promoting themselves and promoting our business, especially after our great leap forward. In the meantime, the Beaujolais has arrived. And it's going to be great for some time to come. Celebrate. Le Beaujolais Nouveau est arrivé. This is Jeffrey Aaron. While we're speaking of the trade shows, a lot of people are thinking to themselves, what the hell's going on with the economy? What's going on with the world? What's going to happen next? Will there be a follow-up? Will the airlines come back in some kind of measure and strength? Who knows? We're going to have to wait and see. We know, we know that all roads lead to Rome, right? 
Well, actually, when I'm thinking about it, your Fiat fellow here, some seven, eight years later, we know that Brussels is the city that will host the next Fiat World Congress in October 2023. We have some thoughts from our dear friend Marco Sorghetti, who served that organization faithfully for so long it hurt, I think, probably. Not him, but certainly just to watch him do it as well as he did could make you cry. He was the best, and he remains the best. Well, after the complications the pandemic inflicted on us all, it was refreshing to witness the wonderfully successful Fiat Congress in Busan, South Korea, earlier this year, where the Brussels event for next October was confirmed. And as we say, it'll take place in 11 months and the expectations are on the rise. What came also true in the meantime is a series of other events and initiatives that have taken place and will take place in the European capital before the global gathering of Fiat delegates next October. We had the opportunity to talk with our old friend Jean-Claude Dellen, whom Flying Typers readers and people that listen to this podcast have already met in different occasions. Jean-Claude has served as president of both Clicot and Fiata, and just passed his baton to Chris Gillespie within the Fiata Foundation. Besides being a man of gravitas in various positions of the Belgian logistics state, this is a top guy. It's a top guy. Hope you'll listen to this or read it today uh, in Flying Typers. Unsurprisingly, Jean-Claude was spotted with members of the Fiat presidency, including President Ivan Petrov and senior VP Turgut Erkeskin, that great man from Turkey, and Jens Romer, who attended the Logistics for Europe event in Brussels, which was aimed at enabling resilient and competitive supply chains. They met and shared insights with industry representatives, including shippers, logistics experts, European lawmakers, academics, and lawyers, and others. So what about Brussels? Well, Marco says he lived there 10 years and he loved it until 2011 when he left, never boring, always witty and humorous. It's a wonderful place to eat, live, work, dwell, thrive, as long as you're not thinking that a few drops of rain are a scourge. In fact, even the local weather is much better than the reputation it carries. But what else is happening in Brussels that might matter to you? Somebody that might go there be part of something going on there, something going on 
upcoming in October of next year with uh, Fiat. A lot of reasons to look at Brussels. Belgium is about to embark on a really revolutionary experiment in work relations. All employees in Belgium, whether they work in the public or private sector, will have the choice of working nine and a half hours a day over four days or eight hours a day over five days. This means they'll essentially keep the same amount of work hours but will have the freedom to decide to power through longer working days for just four days a week. Prime Minister Alexander de Croo said he hoped the four-day work week would make the notoriously rigid Belgian labor market a bit more flexible. Well, that's according to Euro News. Marco says he's not completely sure how great an impact this will have, in particular in logistics, where we are accustomed to rather extended long work hours for many days a week. Anyway, if you wish to have more free time, but this is surely an opportunity for many areas of employment, and my expectation is that it'll be well received. This being said, Belgians do not conceive their day as a mere container for working hours. They know that there are more things to life than that, and they are willing to experiment. So good for them. Belgians love a party. You can see that very clearly during public holidays when every woman or man who can walk flocks to the streets and enjoys beer, waffles, and other delicacies that the Belgian cuisine offers. Have you ever been queuing up for a cask of frites in Brussels Place Jordan? That is a real experience. Belgians have transformed the rather uninspiring potato crop into a desirable delicacy and serve it in large quantities with mussels and beer, two other specialties that you'll find in Belgium in some number. As JC told me, gallons of beer were in stock in Miami at Miami's Air Cargo Forum where he was spotted as representative of Brussels Airport interests. A visible booth serving Belgian beer was serving the main Belgians present and the endless other nationalities gathered by Tiaka in Florida. At 77, JC, as many friends call him, I just did, still works as a consultant for Brussels Airport and is senior advisor to the CEO. A man whose day has 36 hours, Jean-Claude still works incessantly and knows what he wants. For example, cheaper internet connections in America, as he was, quote, really surprised at the cost of internet in Miami. Europeans are not used to that, JC smiled. He then told us that the organization of the event in Miami was good and the panels were interesting but there had been a couple of hicks in the exhibition where some of the stands were not completed on time. Etihad had to absorb some problems in the construction of theirs, and it was surprising that Munich Messe was perhaps not up to their undisputable reputation this time. The Tiaka event was, however, commercially very good. Jean-Claude met Belgian people there whom he had not met for years, even in Belgium. Also, there was a good atmosphere, he said, among others. 
He also met our old friend and honorary member of the board of uh, Fiata, Suet Ratanchindia, honorary chairman of TIFA, Bangkok president of Thai logistics services providers, who was the host of the Fiata World Congress in Bangkok. The time devoted to the much-coveted Tiaka Awards was well-managed by a radiant Glenn Hughes in full control. J.C. said, this gave me the chance to see Issa Baluch, too, said Jean-Claude, and to meet Oliver Bijoui. Issa Baluch is another Fiata past president who's also been featured by us on more than one occasion. One of the truly great people in the history of air cargo is Issa. He's right there with anybody you've ever met that mattered in air cargo. Glenn, as usual, knew all the subjects and was talking about files that he was very confident with. Kudos to Glenn for managing the almost impossible task of surviving past the pandemic for a group like Tiaka, for which conferences and congresses are essential, was Jean-Claude's remark. During the press conferences, Geet Ertz, chief cargo and real estate officer at Brussels Airport, announced that the next Tiaka conference would be held in Brussels in 2023. This is why we're talking about Brussels and Belgium, which literally seems to attract logistics operators as a magnet. In their own words, the second edition of the high-level maritime dialogue titled Build Back Better Shock Resistance Supply Chains on 7 November was hosted by FIATA, moderated by its working group C-Chair and Senior Vice President Jens Romer. That's what he said. Shipping lines and forwarders will have to learn to cope with unexpected service challenges as a new reality, according to the Global Shippers Forum. Supply chains have responded to a dramatic rise and fall in demand in recent years. Lessons are to be learned to prepare for uncertainties plaguing the future. Supply chain shifts were considered as well as the rise and fall of freight rates. Mr. Butler emphasized on behalf of the shipping lines that, quote, there is stiff competition in the shipping sector, end quote, and that, quote, carriers followed demand and did not create it, end quote. In conclusions, Mr. Romer reminded participants that, quote, the clock cannot be turned back, but stakeholders and regulators must learn from mistakes of the past. No single stakeholder should be overconfident to impose plans that are not complementary with the overall system, end quote. It was also agreed that the decarbonizing supply chain is an urgent priority for all stakeholders. But shippers remain concerned about the cost of decarbonization, which will ultimately be borne by them. Concluding the dialogue, decarbonization was put firmly on the agenda as a theme for greater collaboration, whilst other areas of possible collaboration noted included sustainability, digitalization, safety, and security. While everyone can be grateful to FIATA for the work they're doing on behalf of our sector, 
My personal impression is that climate change issues remain imperative for everybody and for logistics in particular, but the pandemic first and tensions in the energy market caused by the invasion of Ukraine, as well as the politics involved in who pays what that we have recently witnessed at the COP27 in Egypt have nearly put this issue on the back burner. Let's see what Unktad tells us in their own words. We'll have that right after this. Flying Talkers podcast brought to you today by your friends at PayCargo, the better way to pay and to save time and money. You see, PayCargo has a better idea. By simplifying the payment process to more than 3,000 vendors, cargo moves faster. PayCargo saves you time and money by expediting important data and funds to ensure rapid release of your cargo. Maybe best of all, you get the time to build your business assured that the PayCargo team is with you, providing trackable, tangible results every step of the way. So why wonder why most shipments in the PayCargo system get released in as little as one hour? Go to www.paycargo.com and explore a whole new way to pay and get paid. PayCargo offers flexible payment options and also available credit lines. And as the number one online platform in the world for cargo payments, www.paycargo.com can offer you a level of service, financial expertise, and connectivity that makes it easy to ship, click, and pay. So go to www.paycargo.com and get the rest of the story. Discover how PayCargo simplifies a better way to pay and get paid. And tell them Flying Talkers sent you. That's www.paycargo.com. Great people to do business with. So what do we learn from the roller coaster? What do we learn from UNCTAD, the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development, in its flagship review of Maritime Transport 2022, has called for increased investment in maritime supply chains, ports, shipping fleets, and hinterland connections need to be better prepared for future global crisis, climate change, and the transition to low carbon energy are all on the menu. The supply chain crisis of the last couple of years has shown that a mismatch between demand and supply of maritime logistics capacity leads to surges in freight rates, congestion, and critical interruptions to global value chains. Ships carry over 80% of the global trade, with the percentage even higher for developing countries. Hence the urgent need to 
boost resilience to shocks that disrupt supply chains, fuel inflation, and affect the poorest the most. Quote, we need to learn from the supply chain, this is from Todd chain crisis and prepare better for future challenges and transitions. This includes enhancing intermodal infrastructure, fleet renewal, and improving port performance and trade facilitation. That's Uncle uh, Todd, uh, Secretary General Rebecca Grinspan. And she said, we must not delay the decarbonization of shipping. If there's one thing we've learned from the crisis of the past couple of years, it's that the ports and shipping greatly matter for a well-functioning global economy. That's Shamika N. Siriman, director of UNCTAD Technology and Logistics Division. Higher freight rates have led to surging consumer prices, especially for the most vulnerable. Interrupted supply chains led to layoffs and food insecurity. Measures to protect competition need in the face of market consolidation, this report says, that the container shipping sector has been transformed by horizontal consolidation through mergers and acquisitions. In other words, shipping carriers have also pursued vertical integration by investing in terminal operations and other logistics services. Between 1996 and 2022, the top 20 carriers increased their share of container carrying capacity from 48% to 91%. And over the past five years, the four largest carriers increased their market shares to control more than half of the global capacity. And that- so we have Brussels, We have Washington, we have Beijing, we have Delhi, Tokyo, or Rome. While it's no longer true that all roads lead to Rome, it's certainly true that all emissions lead to destruction. And there is no way we may ignore this. Marco Sorghetti says, this may be a long, meandering talk with an appeal to listen to what was Greenspan's exhortation to take stock of the ups and downs we have experienced in the freight markets. You need not a telescope to see the light that comes from these observations made in plain common sense. Let me also tell you that these are nearly the same conclusions that FIATA has been publishing in repeated occasions under the guidance of its WGC and that US FMC have actually translated into legal actions. Maybe learning a few lessons here and there is not such a bad idea even for the liners who are now struggling with plummeting rates after a season of almost uncanny increase. This soothing lesson learning may play a role in favor of the next generation who seem to be trapped in a world of extremes and certainly do not benefit from much peace of mind concerning their future. We're trying to think of 
which of these issues will be presented by Tiaka and Fiata next year in Brussels in their respective gatherings. But one point is for sure, they'll be on everybody's agenda. As the great Fiata Secretary General Heiner Rogue once said, let's not try to misunderstand everything. It's a great quote. This is not a good time to misunderstand the signals that our planet is sending us, which is on the positive side. The following. First, be reasonable and then thrive. That's from Marco Sorgetti in Turin on November 29th, 2022. And this is Jeffrey Aaron thanking you for your time this time. Until next time, keep them flying air cargo and keep it real. And thanks so very, very much for listening. Goodbye.